Do you want to hit a three, two, one? <laughs> We're already rolling. Fuck it. Oh shit. <laughs> What is up? Three Walls and a BLP is back. We got another great episode ahead of us here. We got rounds two and three of our Three Walls Summer Movie Blockbuster Bracket. Co-host Matt could not be here with us tonight. He uh, got mixed up with the deposed prince of the Democratic Republic of the Congo, and he's dealing with some financial matters. So we're going to let him deal with that. Uh, But we got Steve Hall back again, fulfilling the second part of his three-episode arc on Three Walls and a BLP. And we have our expert from the last episode, my close personal friend, Spencer Snyderman, live from New York. Steve, Spence, what's going on? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me on. Uh, I had a voice via you last episode, so now I'm I'm glad to uh, use my own voice here. I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, give you a little tease last episode. Steve, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, Sorry, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Steve has promised us he's going to cut down on the swearing for this episode. We don't believe him, but we're going to see how it goes. I got a potty mouth. Yeah, we all do. It's Like I said in the last episode, my favorite part is clicking the explicit button. Yeah, I know. Uh, let's, let's get it going here. Um, we'll help you out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I think I already get, dropped a fuck F-bomb, but whatever. Um, before we get into the bracket, got to do a quick little recap of the weekend in sports because there actually was good sports on. And we are a sports podcast, so there it is. Um, we got the NBA and NHL season coming up first week of August. MLB is approaching rapidly. And this past weekend, we had UFC 251. Great card, top to bottom. Three title fights. We had Peter Yan win the vacant Bantamweight belt. Alex Volkanovsky defended his featherweight belt against the former five-time featherweight champ Max Holloway. And in the main event, Kamaru Usman defended his welterweight belt against Jorge Masvidal, who took the fight on six days' notice, which is kind of fucking crazy. Um, and just a little recap from our UFC 251 nickname Pick'em from Matt Bianco and Tyler Starkey. They both went one and three, so not the best weekend for them. Uh, Matt's record overall is now 11-9-1. and one. And Tyler is four and six. So better luck next time, guys. But uh, keep keep on playing. And we uh, also had a great PGA Tour final round on Sunday. And if you're just hearing that now for the first time, you're not alone because it was not on TV anywhere. Couldn't figure out how to stream it. Um, we had Justin Thomas and Colin Morikawa dueling. JT blew a three-stroke lead with three holes to play. 
and lost on the third playoff hole to Morikawa. Um, it's his second win in 24 starts. He's at, got two wins and one missed cut, so pretty good start to his career as a 23-year-old. And that was your sports recap from Three Walls and a BLP. It's brought to you by Doctors Orders Podcast, hosted by Jordan Aarons and Olivia Strangis. It's your prescription for two parts health, one part mixology, and a garnish of pop culture. Check them out wherever you get your podcast. And remember, Doctors Orders. Okay, I need to catch my breath. That was a lot. Uh, that was a lot. I feel like I crushed it, though. Here we go. Three Thanks for the recap. Yeah. Um, all right, I've told Steve this, but I didn't tell Spence this. I'm giving you get, instead of a six pack, I'm going to do a question, catch you guys off guard to get things rolling here. Uh, I had this conversation last night with my friend JT. Shout out him. What are your guys' top five video games of all time across all platforms? I'll, get, I'll, I'll, I'll name mine first so you guys can think about it a little bit. Uh, in no order, I went Kingdom Hearts 1, Spider Man for PS4, Batman Arkham Knight. GTA 5 and Assassin's Creed 2. So that's mine. Who Oh, you took up you took up no time there. You had them rattled off. Now yeah, I'm, I'm trying to write them down here. <laughs> sorry. That was silly. Critical thinking. <laughs> I mean, does it have can we go franchise or does it have to be one specific entry into the I'll go, I'll let you go franchise. I'll okay, allow it. Okay. Fair. I'll allow it. All right. You know what? I'll just I'm going to go for it. I think, you know, I'm on your podcast, Mike. We have a lot of memories going back to Kingdom Hearts days. We could not beat Riku. Shout out. It took so long to beat Riku. So that that's definitely in there. Miserable. Um, I, I was telling you, Mike, right before this, uh, I've recently got into COD Warzone. Uh, reminded me of my, my years and years of playing Call of Duty. So that's uh, that's definitely in there. Um, Gosh, I, I think the Spider-Man's a great pick. That's three. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the other two. Um, mm, I don't want to say. Uh, I don't want to say. You know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go NHL uh, because NHL provided tons of, of good times in in college. And uh, let's go. Let's let's throw a rogue one here. Let's go Mario Party. Oh, Mario Party. N64 days. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've been playing it on the Switch lately too. So it, it it spans all generations. I love it. I love it. Steve, what do you got? I think I got this together. In no particular order, I'm not going to rank them. It's fine. We got Super Mario 64. We have Pokemon Red or Blue, not Yellow, Red (laughs) or Blue. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Donkey Kong Country 2 for the Super Nintendo. Oh, it's a classic. It's great. Um, Animal Crossing, it really doesn't matter what... Siri, what uh, installation it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last one I got to say is probably Rocket League. There's something about indoor car soccer that just really gets me going. I love it. I love it. All right, that's, that's a little warm-up to get our, our brains flowing here and our blood pumping. Uh, we're going to get into rounds two and three tonight. So just a quick recap, our matchups for round two are Jaws versus Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. We've got Inception versus The Dark Knight in the Christopher Nolan matchup. We've got Jurassic Park versus Raiders of the Lost Ark in the Steven Spielberg matchup. The Outer Space matchup is Aliens versus Star Wars. The uh, What the Fuck Happened Here matchup is Hangover versus Lion King. Uh, The End of the World matchup is Mad Max Fury Road and Terminator 2 Judgment Day. 
uh, the divide a lot of households matchup is Empire Strikes Back versus Toy Story. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And the Webs and DeLoreans matchup is Spider-Man versus Back to the Future. So should be fun. Let's, let's start at the top. Jaws versus Pirates of the Caribbean and the matchup of Ocean Supremacy. Let's get into a little bit of comparing the two movies and then your pick and why that movie stands out from the other from the one you didn't pick. I am gonna go with Steve first. All right. So in the Battle of the Ocean Supremacy here, you know, Jaws Far none is everyone's, I feel like, first pop into your mind. When you think beach summer movie, it's like, oh, yeah, remember that one time a giant shark ate a bunch of children and then a few other people? So that was really interesting. And, you know, you throw it back to the summer blockbuster days. You guys made a big deal about how it was such a huge summer blockbuster back in the day. Granted, I wasn't there to witness it, so I can't really say of its lasting impact on me. But uh, it's still a great movie, Barnon. Uh, Pirates. That's like a big summer blockbuster for me as a kid. Like I wanted that movie expecting it was not going to be any good, and it blew me away. There's something about – I mean, you have so many big-name actors and actresses that I didn't even know of back then, and then like you learn about them now, and you're like, wow, this was like a huge movie. I had no idea what I was going into. Plus, the plot's a lot of fun. Like It's been alive for so long that you know it's, it's definitely something to marvel at. Um, but my pick here – is and i feel like i'm going against what i should do but i'm going jaws wow yeah i know you didn't see that one coming did you <laughs> i didn't i honestly didn't know where you were going on that one that was hey, that was a real coin flip you gave me uh yeah you, you told me to compare them but yeah but there's jaws like it has memorable line the plot's a little slow for my pace but i think that's just you know the difference in filmmaking from from then and now but it's iconic and like I don't know. I still get the willies when you go into the water sometimes and you like something touches your foot and you're like, oh shit. And that's there. <laughs> oh man, Matt was so right. He only had four minutes. <laughs> Anyways, it's Jaws. Go ahead, Spence. <laughs> Great. I mean, I think you laid out pretty good arguments for both movies. I think they're both incredible, incredible movies. I love them both dearly. Uh, I think if you're looking at a physical battle between pirates and a giant shark. I think the pirates would probably take down the shark because they took down a kraken. Um, but that was, that was in I, the third movie. But all right, you know, you need to get into that semantics, semantics, revisionist history. My bad. Um, but I think looking at, at Jaws now, um, first of all, it is a summer staple. I think it's a lot of people's go-to movie on July Fourth. That's what you watch. Um, I also think it's gained a little bit of more relevance lately with things opening up when maybe they shouldn't have or whatever. Um, so I think that's been an interesting landscape to look at it through or lens to look at it through. So I, I'm definitely going to pick Jaws on this one. I think also looking back at the, the making of the movie, um, Steven Spielberg was against all odds. Uh, everything was going against him and he made this movie that is, has really lasted till today and will probably continue to last for a long time. So Jaws for me. All right. I have Matt's vote via proxy. Uh, his quote is pirates. They actually listened and got a bigger boat, the black Pearl. So he went pirates. Wow. It's a good argument. Kind of shocking. Cause he was all on jaws for the first he match. He got on me real good when I said, uh, what I say, bad boys too, which come on classic. <laughs> you know, you think summer movie blockbusters, it's Jaws, Black, Bad Boys 2, and then everything else. 
I'm pretty sure it's how it goes. Um, I also went Jaws, so Jaws is going to move on. Uh, the audience went Jaws as well. But the, when I think of like, – like you said, Steve, when you think summer blockbusters, it's Jaws. I mean the way that they shot that movie and they built up the tension and the fear from the shark not being on screen and it just being like open water and you're like, what the fuck is going on? I'm terrified. I got goosebumps. And then, I mean, I think the parts when the shark actually pops up are less scary than the parts when you don't know where he is. Um, and the casting and that Roy Scheider, Richard Dreyfus, Robert Shaw, all time trio of movie movie guys there. And then Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, it's you're splitting hairs between the two of them. I mean, Johnny Depp puts in an all time performance. Um, I think it absolutely exceeded expectations because it was the first Disney ride movie. And you're just kind of like, how are they going to turn a ride into a movie? And they turned it into five movies coming out with <laughs> two more or something like that. Well, it's a book series. That's true. Book yeah, there's series. like seven or there might be 12 books. It's yeah. it's something ridiculously long. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's tough to go against Pirates. I mean, I, I love Pirates. I remember seeing it in theaters for the first time. I remember seeing the trailer for the first time and, and being scared as a nine-year-old kid or whatever it was. It was awesome. Yeah. And I think I think Captain Jack Sparrow is maybe top three most iconic movie characters of all time. So it's tough to yeah. pick against him, but I, I think the answer is Jaws here. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. Uh, so Jaws will move on in our official pod bracket. Um, the audience numbers for that one was... Let me go through my fucking numerous brackets I got here. It was 25 to 19 Jaws. So a little bit closer than I expected, but I think we also got a lot of young people that are more so versed on Pirates than uh, Jaws. Um, okay, next matchup, we got the Dark Knight versus Inception. I'm going to give Matt's pick here first. He went uh, the Dark Knight and his reasoning is this would be the matchup of the weekend thinking tournament wise here hopefully it's the eight o'clock game with back and forth action but dark knight pulls out in the end it really just comes down to it being more of a favorite to him and his personal preference um so matt is going dark knight i'm also going to go dark knight i think it's one of the greatest movies of all time it's got a tremendous performance by heath ledger also kind of overshadows christian bale's performance which is not talked about a lot in, in that revere, reverence, that's the word, smart. Um, uh, so, and I mean, Inception, I think we mentioned this in the last one, once you see it once, it's kind of like, you can't really go back and rewatch it. You kind of catch every, you can catch the little things here and there and it's like, oh, like I didn't notice that the first time, but it's like, you know the story of it, it's kind of hard to go back and really dive back into it, whereas I could watch The Dark Knight on replay for an entire day and not think twice about it so we got two for the dark knight spence where are you going so i i mean two uh strong christopher nolan movies love them both um for me i think it's it's gonna be dark knight i think kind of what you said you know there's such a there's such a legacy of of what heath ledger left and to watch him in that performance not only is it a great performance but it is amplified by the really unfortunate and tragic uh, situation that happened during the filming. But I, I, on top of all that, on top of the performances, I think the movie itself, it really just kind of elevated the superhero genre to a point it's never really been before. Um, and it, 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 it still stands as one of the strongest uh, superhero movies. So I'm going to go Dark Knight. All right, Steve. Yeah, I think 
one thing I want to definitely call out comparatively, you're hundred percent right. Gettys with the fact that the dark Knight is, is so rewatchable, but I, I think, I think uh, inception does have some rewatchability into it. Um, is it as captivating as the dark Knight? No. Cause I mean, there's just so many great performances in it and it's, I don't know, even like the scenery in this is iconic. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously my vote's going to the dark Knight here, but you know, this is, this is definitely a tough matchup, but you got two Titans going up against each other, but the dark Knight just emerges as a God in this with, I don't know, just everything. In it. Like the villain that Heath Ledger just lays out. It's you're just always wondering like what's going to happen next. Whereas with inception, you're like, all right, well, how deep they going to go? You know? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, and I think, I mean, it, it, we'd, we'd be remiss not to talk about Leo. I mean, he's probably the greatest actor. Yeah. Right. So I mean, another great performance by Leo. Not that he's really turned in a bad performance, but it's it's a great movie. Good performance all around. Gilbert Grape might be a bad movie. But... <laughs> I was going to go Romeo and Juliet, but sure, we'll go Gilbert Grape. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think the issue with maybe not the issue, but my reasoning of saying why Inception isn't as rewatchable is it's so much more like in depth and deeper than the dark knight whereas dark knight's just kind of like a straightforward dark superhero movie with great performances whereas inception has all these different layers of you know the characters and the roles and the performances and the story and like you said the setting is phenomenal in inception but i mean you you can't really go wrong with either of them i think this is just kind of a tough matchup for inception whereas if you put it up against any of the other movies it might move on but uh, our audience also went Dark Knight, so Dark Knight's moving on. That vote was thirty-nine to seven. So, thanks for coming out, Inception. Uh, actually, it's forty to six. I had one uh, former 49ers employee of mine, Cameron Henderson. He voted Inception by accident, so he told me to make make sure I note that on the pod. Um, so, Dark Knight and Jaws are going to be the third round matchup in the top left region. We'll get to that in a minute. But let's move over to the Spielberg matchup of Jurassic Park and Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm going to give you the audience picks here first. And this kind of shocked me. It kind of upset me a little bit that it was such a wide margin. It was They, they voted Jurassic Park, uh, which is understandable, but the margin was 35 to 8. What? Which is just so disappointing. Oh, I gave away my vote, but... <laughs> That's why I stayed silent on the reaction. <laughs> so, that really upset me. <laughs> You're upset. Tell me why, and what's your pick? Oh, man. Jurassic Park's a great movie, but... I don't know. It's like... Daddy, you nailed it last time when it has, like, so many great quotes. Like, even, like, the animatronics of all the, like, dinosaurs are cool. But, like, I don't know. Raiders is just so mind-boggling the way that they shot it where like it looks like it could be shot today and like they didn't even really use cgi or anything like they used a dummy to like melt a dude's face that probably would have looked way cooler for cgi but like even when they're discovering the uh is it the ark of the covenant yeah it's yeah it's when they um when the sun hits the one pole at that certain spot it shoots down into the, the crypt and then it opens up like I remember being blown away. I was like, I don't know. I don't know how Jurassic Park could basically hold a candle to the Raiders, but I could be very biased because that's like one of my favorite movies. Like if that's on, I'm watching it at the end of the day because I'm just captivated by the story and like 
the pacing of it all. Yeah. I don't have real words to describe it. <laughs> that's hey, that's fine. That, I like one of the criteria was personal preference and rewatchability. So yeah, you, and those two basically hit the, the nail on the head for me. Yeah, you nailed that, Spence. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, I don't I'm agree. With, I see where you're going here. I very, I really, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a really tough one. This is a really tough one. I think, I think both are such legendary movies with such great legacies, and that's really important to me when it comes to uh, personal preference. Um, I, I think, gosh, Raiders is is kind of what you were saying is is kind of a near perfect movie from an execution perspective. It really is. Um, Jurassic Park, they both they're both very adventurous and fun and exciting. But I am a sucker for two things. I am a sucker for practical effects, and I am a sucker for anything horror adjacent. And Jurassic Park has both of those for me. Wow. Jurassic Park has audio animatronic dinosaurs, which is really cool. They're massive. If you ever look at behind the scenes stuff, these are real living and breathing, I say in quotes, dinosaurs <laughs> on the set. And I mean, what's scarier than that water, that water scene with the, the droplet and every time the T-Rex stamps the, or the, the water, you know what I mean? It's, it's an iconic scene. And that is just pure dread and horror and just amazing. And that scene is one of my favorite movie scenes in history. And for that, it's a tough matchup, but I'm I'm going Jurassic Park. That when you were going practical effects and horror elements, I thought it was for sure Raiders. Yeah, <laughs> so it's it's present in both. It's definitely present in both. But yeah, the ones so, that stand out in my brain is, is Jurassic Park. Yeah, so kudos to you for burying the lead there and leading me on a path to heartbreak. That well, not heartbreak, but just like, I just, saw like your shock. reaction was. I was like, oh, <laughs> pure shock. <laughs> Glad I could keep it exciting. Um, all right, so we got two for Jurassic Park, one for Raiders. I'm going to give Matt's next because I still am, like, picking on this one. I'm still up in the air. Um, so Matt went Raiders, and his reasoning is this is a – oh, first of all, he said, fuck me, Raiders over Jurassic Park. But this is a double overtime thriller, and Indiana Jones is sinking a game-winning three-pointer. Both these movies rock, and this was a tough one. So I agree with everything you just said. This is super tough and not fun. Um, but this was why I made the bracket. I wanted to make tough bra- tough matchups, and I think I did that, and I made a lot of people mad. Um, so 2-2, Jurassic and Raiders. Um, Jesus. No pressure. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Um, Jurassic Park, it's, like, it's iconic. I mean – the scene where Alan Grant gets out of the Jeep and sees the Brachiosaurus and the theme hits for that first time, I just got goosebumps t- like describing the scene. And when you see it on screen, it's like fucking amazing. And the kitchen scene with the Velociraptors adds the tension and the horror and the thrill, and you're like, what's going on? Um, all the iconic lines, you know, life finds a way. Jeff Goldblum is terrific in that little comic relief role. Uh, Sam hold Jackson. Hold on to your butts. Yep. Uh, Sam Jackson, hold on to your butts. Sorry. Butt. Sorry. Nope. I love it. Uh, and I mean, Sam Neill, I think that was a perfect role for him. I, He's a great actor, but I only think of him as Jurassic Park. And then Raiders. It's like you guys said, it's a perf- almost a perfect movie. It's practical effects, adventure. It's Harrison Ford in one of the most iconic roles. Um, and, but I think what puts the movie over the top for me, my pick over the top for me is that Raiders is Indiana Jones versus Nazis. And I 
love movies against Nazis. It's great. Everybody hates them. Uh, you can't can't pick. You know, when you're watching a movie, and it's like, oh, it's good guy versus the Nazis. It's hard to root for the Nazis. And I'm going Raiders also because this movie holds like sentimental value. Like I remember watching it on VHS with my dad when I was young and just like my dad loved it. I loved it. And then we watched the whole series and it's probably one of my favorite film franchises of all time. So I'm going Raiders by a vote of three to two Raiders or yeah, three to two math Mm -hmm. Raiders moves on. I'm glad this is an anti-Nazi pod. I feel I yes. feel proud to be a part of this now. Yes, I will go out on a limb and say we are an anti-Nazi pod. So, Good. Um, so there's that. So Raiders moves on in the official pod bracket, but that was a tough one. That was one of the tougher matchups. I think that and Empire versus Bastards in the first round is two of the tougher ones. Um, our audience didn't agree, but whatever. Um, our next matchup is the outer space intergalactic matchup of aliens the sequel steve i doubted this i watched it, it was- <laughs> <laughs> and star wars a new hope uh i'm gonna read matt's quote for this one because he tried to pull one over on me and tried to call me out for this one but i called his ass out on his call out so he goes the aliens over star wars mostly because this shows mike for being exposed that he had to pick two star wars movies instead of putting something in here like i don't know avatar or titanic but the criteria of a summer blockbuster is released from may to august and avatar and titanic were both released in december so fuck you matt you're wrong i told you this already you came back with forrest gump yeah that's one of us that's a summer blockbuster but I don't think it's in the same stratosphere of this, but he went aliens. So Matt has aliens moving on. I have star Wars because I mean, if you know me, I'm a huge star Wars. My dog is named Obi-Wan Kenobi nerd alert right there. Um, And aliens is one of my all time favorite sequels. It's, iconic. Like I said in the last one, James Cameron took everything Ridley Scott did and blew it up to a million. Um, Sigourney Weaver is perfect in the role of Ripley. It's terrifying. It's 10 times scarier than the first, I think. And the action is a lot better. Um, but I'm a shill for star Wars. So I got star Wars. Um, Steve, where are you going? This is, I, you know, I love star Wars as well. Big, big star Wars guy, but uh, I went with aliens on this one and I'll tell you why. So for one, I didn't know this, but I didn't know the whole like Blade Runner and aliens like universe were connected. And I saw when they, uh, when they shot, um, what's her name? Sigourney Weaver out at the pod. They like are, she's intercepted by a Wayland ship or whatever. And I was like, Oh my God. I did more research on it. I was like, wow, this is cool. And I like how it expands into this giant universe. Plus one, she yells, stay away from her, you bitch. is pretty cool. Oh, I But she's a flamethrower. They don't have that in Star Wars. But, I mean, Brito does get shot by Han Solo without him doing anything. So, yeah. Han, Han shot first. But, no, he didn't. Yeah, oh, wait, yes, he did. That's what I was getting to. But anyways, the reason why is I think that Aliens crushed it, everything. It creates this giant universe for, I don't know, a whole movie to sit in. Whereas, like, Star Wars is is kind of expansive, but it just, like, 
doesn't carry that sci-fi weight that I think Aliens and then Blade Runner does. And there's just better Star Wars movies than the original. And I mean, you're a noted big fan of the Alien versus Predator series, right? Uh, actually, no, I don't like that one. <laughs> just kidding. I wanted to throw that one in there. I was going to say, don't put those words in my mouth. I was like, I've never seen that as a kid being like, that was weird. <laughs> Um, those movies are not canon in the Alien universe, just to like get that out there. It's like Prometheus, Prometheus Covenant. There's another one coming out, then Alien, Aliens. I think another, I don't know. It's like, it's all, all over the place after Aliens. But um, Spence, what do you got? Yeah. Um, I, I think so, I know where this is going. Yeah, I mean, it's fairly obvious. I'll make it pretty quick. Mike, I do agree with everything you said on the last pod about Aliens. It's a it's a great sequel. I think James Cameron picks up the reins from Ridley Scott near perfectly. It's great. Um, great sequel. But it's Star Wars, man. I mean, I've loved Star Wars for such a long time. It's so important to me personally. Um, I mean, it, it's Star Wars. It, personal preference just plays such a huge part here. It's so quotable. There's so many iconic scenes, characters, locations, whatever. Every everything about it. The the score is probably the best score in any, you know, film franchise ever. So it's Star Wars for me. Yeah. Speaking of film scores, if you ever listen to uh if you ever get on a plane, listen to that opening like I don't know, what do you want to call it, crescendo or whatever, <laughs> when uh you're about to take off on the plane and then they're like the, the you like you push back into your seat and then it just feels like you're like in the Millennium Falcon. It's like the coolest shit ever. Oh wow! <laughs> so that's like you're gonna play playing play the Star Wars like opening ballad or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, it's a I great time. <laughs> I love that. I think I'm gonna have to do that. Um. All right. So we got two aliens, two Star Wars. Uh, it comes down to the audience pick here, and by a vote of twenty eight to twelve. They went Star Wars, yeah. which isn't surprising to me. I feel like a lot of our audience does not know about Aliens and didn't see it like Steve as as of the last episode. But I'm very happy and proud of you for going back and watching it in the time between. That, I told you. I and, and, picking, homework. and picking it. Like, that's amazing. I like. I love the first Alien. I've seen Prometheus. And that movie rocked. I haven't seen Covenant yet, but I was like, I didn't even know there was a sequel. So. Yeah. Um, Covenant wasn't as good as Prometheus, but a lot of people hated Prometheus too. I enjoyed it, but that's a subject for a different pod. I like how they dropped a bomb on you at the end, be like, hey, guess what? We're connected to the rest of the movies. And yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah, and the whole marketing leading up to it, they were like, this isn't connected to aliens. I don't know why yeah. you guys think it is. They're like, it's not. It's separate. It's its own thing. And then they're just like, nope, fuck you. JK, us. <laughs> Bastards. Um, all right. So the. Second round matchup, or the third round matchup for that region for the pod is Raiders versus Star Wars. That's not going to be fun to pick. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, oh, wow. man. <laughs> I'm getting anxiety thinking about it. Sick. Um, all right, next region, we're going to go down to the bottom right. We're going to go Hangover. So silly. Versus Lion King. So silly. This matchup makes no fucking sense whatsoever. <laughs> two great movies, two very equal opposite movies. Um, don't think you can even compare the two in a sentence. But let's fucking try it. Let's go with the audience first. Um, they went hangover by a vote of twenty nine to nineteen. I don't. I can't describe why they went that way because 
there's a lot of people that voted. Um, oh, also, I'm going to continue to do this until we get more responses in our polls. I had over 250 people vote or see the polls, and we got like 60 votes on each one. So if you're looking at my polls and not voting, I'm fucking calling you out. And I'm going to continue to do it until you start voting. I want our polls in the hundreds. Damn. Anyway. It's not that hard. You just tap. Come on, people. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so you're, you're on my list. I see you. You guys forget that. I see who looks and who votes. You're on my list. Back to the, back to the subject at hand here. Um, Matt, where are you? Or no, not Matt. Matt's not here. Spence, where are you going? God, I mean, you couldn't pair two more unlikely movies. Um, Hangover's good. I, 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 you know, I admit it. I'm not a huge Hangover fan. When it came out, it was like, so edgy that as you know a younger kid i thought it was great that i was like hearing these words and understanding these concepts and i've revisited it since and it still holds up but it's not it doesn't have the same effect on me as it did as a kid as it did it to me when i was younger um i'm going lion king here uh i this is one i i don't know if i would classify as like the big summer blockbuster hit of the century but it is one of the the biggest animated movies of all time so um i think it's a really important movie and uh, it's moving on for me um matt also went lion king he went top five favorite movies for your boy and overall just a better film in my opinion so we've got two for lion king one for hangover steve where are you going i'm still anti-hangover i hate when people quote that at me i wish they would actually have a sense of humor um <laughs> <laughs> how many baby carlos t-shirts did you see in like 2014 oh my god i didn't see it on the back of people's like rearview windshield i'm like this was like baby on board. I'm like, this, it's still not funny. Like it's not even like ironic at this point. It, you're just not funny. Agreed. This, it, it's kind of how I feel about the office at this point. Like I love the office. It's one of the greatest shows, greatest comedy shows. But no, I love, oh, I love shit. the office. Oh shit. It just got heated. I think it just got real. We got a real oh, Stanley over Park, here. I thought Jurassic Park Raiders would make it real, but all right. <laughs> No, but I mean, look, people, people, like, how many times have you seen a Michael Scott no gif on Twitter? You see it three times a day. You know, oh, it's just great. overplayed. It's it's funny, great show. I love watching it, but you know, it, it's kind of overplayed. Same same as I feel about Hangover. I agree. It's definitely used to like, hey, look at my personality. It's The Office. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a fucking personality trait. I fucking hate seeing that on like Twitter, Instagram, any mm-hmm. of the dating sites. Liking The Office is not a personality trait. I'm fucking calling everybody out. Stop putting that. Outside of that, it was just a classic sitcom. But we're we're uh, 100% here. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fine. I like it. We get on a little tangents here. It's great. <laughs> um, all right. So Lion King is going to move on. I went Hangover just because I think it's like, and like, and here's I love The Lion King, but it's not my favorite Disney animated movie. Um, actually, I'm trying to think of what it is. I kind of just back myself into a corner there yeah. uh, <laughs> we're all waiting for your answer sticking with it, it's hangover uh, hangover is my pick but the lion king is moving on i just think the hangover holds up so well it's one of those great written comedies where you're just kind of like i mean the characters are so well written zach alfanakis basically had no lines written for him and he just kind of did his own thing and that group is just hilarious um so i'm going to hang over lion king's moving on uh not really surprising there. I didn't think the Hangover had a shot with, you know, any any matchup with a Hangover. But all right, end of the world matchup here. We've got Mad Max Fury Road versus Terminator 2 Judgment Day. 
with probably two of the greatest action films of the past 25 years, I would say. Um, Matt didn't give a lot of reasons here. He went T2, and that was it. So, <laughs> thanks, Matt. T2. Um, Made some strong points. Steve, where are you going? I'm going back to Mad Max. There's just something about this movie that, like, from the plot of just, like, like I said last time, like, the basic just need for water. And there's minimal lines, but, like, everything, like, there's no need for lines in the movie because everything is just, like, visual. Like, it screams everything you need to know while you're watching it, where, like, you know, it could be silent for all you could, all you could care. But with, if you put explosions in there, of course. But, but with T2... I did end up watching a little bit of it, and it's still good. I just didn't, like, I got tired, so I went to bed. But uh, I will say it's that I think I fell asleep around, or, yeah, I did fall asleep, around that time where it was basically the, what is it? What's the liquid Terminator dude call? Is it the T-1000? Yeah. Yeah, him and the actual Terminator, like, are hunting John inside the mall, and he, like, rides up on the motorcycle and stuff like that. It's a pretty awesome scene, but yeah. I don't know. I'm still going Mad Max on this. Like that, I don't know. That that movie's going to stand the test of time, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. All right, Spence, where are you going? Yeah. So Mad Max. I mean, gosh, what a what an amazing movie, and it it it's a beautiful action movie. I don't know if that's an oxymoron or not, but it just looks beautiful. And it's funny because I've seen on Twitter recently some really old takes from like movie critics like giving Mad Max really bad reviews when it first came out, those takes aged poorly. I really think so. However, I do think when you think action movie, T2 might be the first perfect action movie of all time. Um, it, it, it just has everything you want in an action movie. Great characters. Um, I'm going T2. Okay. It's a tough one, but T2, T2 one takes it for me. This was like a sneaky, underrated, tough matchup, I feel like. Yeah, um, I mean, I think what you said they're two of the, the greatest action movies, not even in the last like couple decades, but maybe of all time. Like these are two pure action, awesome movies. Yeah, um, and kind of a surprising twist: our audience went Mad Max twenty to fifteen over T two. I didn't really see that coming. I thought we had a lot of Cameron stands here with that. Um, that being said, so it's two two Mad Max and T two. That's a lot of twos. Um, I'm also going T2. I just think summer – and this hurts because I love Mad Max. I think it is underappreciated. I think it's beautiful. The story is perfect. There's not a lot of dialogue, but like you said, Steve, you don't need it. Like, And it's a Mad Max movie, but you learn absolutely nothing about Max. Like you end that movie and you're like, what the f- – like, tell me more about max like it's so mysterious but tom hardy kills it in a role that doesn't require him to do a lot of like talking acting whatever it's just kind of him being brooding and fucking awesome and hanging off the front of cars attached by a syringe um and charlie's theron is amazing and it's an all-time performance by her um but there's just something about t2 it's it's held the test of time like the visual effects of that movie for coming out in the nineties is ridiculous. And Robert Patrick doesn't get enough credit for being like a terrifying movie, movie villain. Um, so I'm going T2 also little caveat there was, and I don't know if you guys have seen Wayne, Wayne's world too, but 
in the scene where Wayne is driving to go find Cassandra and Robert Patrick comes up with the picture of Eddie Furlong. He's like, have you seen this boy? And it's just kind of like a, a little inside joke. Um, I enjoy that one. But um, so, yeah, it's on fucking epics all the time. So I see it constantly. Um, Wayne's World 2. I actually didn't even know there was one. I, I love the first one. I think the second one's better than the first, but that's wow. for a different pod. Okay. Um, all right, so T2 moves on in our official pod bracket here. We're going to our last region for the second round. We've got Empire Strikes Back versus Toy Story in the Divide Households matchup here. Spence, I have no idea where the fuck you're going on this one, so I'm going to you first. I feel like this is one – like each one of these is 50% of my personality. Star Wars and Toy Story similar to Mike I mean I had a a Toy Story room growing up Toy Story means still means a lot to me and I I think Toy Story 1 is just so amazing for what it did for the time and still holds up so well Um, Toy Story 3 is a is a better movie in my opinion but that's again for another pod but um, Toy Story is amazing Empire Strikes Back amazing and 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 a lot of people would say it's probably it's the best Star Wars movie and I would probably agree it's tough but I think it's probably the best Star Wars movie um, a little extra context. I live in New York City, and my winter coat is a Han Solo themed jacket. It looks like the jacket Han Solo wore on Hoth. So if that gives you any indication of how important this movie is to me, it's Empire Strikes Back. It's ugh, God. Both these movies are so good, but Empire Strikes Back just just has it all. I mean, you talk about great sequels. This is probably the best sequel of all time. I mean, gosh. It's tough to put into words how much this movie is is so important. Yeah, Steve, where are you going? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel the same way. Like I had Toy Story pictures in my room growing up. I watched Star Wars constantly, but it's it's got to be Star Wars for me on this one. Like I talked about Hoth a lot last time because I just love that planet so much. But one thing that I didn't I didn't talk about was the the ending and we briefly touched about it how they basically lose but the giant reveal you know darth vader's his father like come on and he cut off his own arm his son's arm (laughs) and you just see him he falls down the the millennium falcon picks him up and they're off and then the credits roll and you're like are you kidding me like when's the next one coming out george (laughs) (laughs) that's one i wish i wish i was you know that age to go see that in theaters because what a cliffhanger Oh my god! Imagine just talking about it all summer with like your friends and stuff, and like it's been the greatest time. Like it, it's yeah, it's got to be Empire for me. There's it, it can't doesn't hold a candle to Toy Story, unfortunately. Yeah, this is a tough matchup for Toy Story. Um, Matt also went Empire. His reasoning was he just rewatched the lightsaber scene before Luke gets his hand cut off on YouTube, and he got bored and started the movie from the start. After that. <laughs> So he went Empire. Um, I'm also going Empire because, like you guys said, it's the, probably the greatest – I think it's the greatest Star Wars movie of all time. Uh, Leaps and Bounds better than the first, but the first is still amazing. I think it's more of a testament to the series as a whole that this one is like Leaps and Bounds better than the first, but the first is still amazing. And just the the whole like darkness of the movie leading up to the end and like them losing is like kind of unheard of for like a – hero picture and like a sci-fi like epic in the time where it's just like oh like the heroes are gonna win it's like it's pretty cut and dry and george lucas and lawrence cassian were like nope we're gonna take you guys on a roll here and you're not gonna like it 
and then we're going to wait like a year to put the next one out. Um, and that cliffhanger is probably one of the greatest ones of all time where it's just, I'm your father. And then he falls and you're just like, Oh, so we can talk about this. What's going on here, George? Uh, what's up? Um, so I, I won empire. We're moving empire on, but let me tell you what happened in the audience voting. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Hold the <laughs> Uh-oh. phone. I texted you about this, Gettys. <laughs> you did. And this was the matchup I told I was mentioning when I said, like, I got some shocking results, and I just kind of played it off like that's not the matchup I'm at yet. The audience went Toy Story by an overwhelming number of 35 to 13. Uh, did they not know that? Did they not know the title of Empire Strikes Back? Should we have called it Star Wars Episode Five? Like, I mean, that's just so wild to me. I don't have a lot of words for it. I mean, Toy Story is great. Don't get me wrong; love the movie. Had the had the action, but not the action figures, the dolls, and the the whole room and everything like that. But it's not even close. Damn. It, I I didn't I didn't have Toy Story moving on in the first round. I had Ghostbusters. So you know this this scares me for Empire's chances moving forward. It's it's not great. Um, well, I mean, just I, I, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, last matchup of the second round, we've got Spider Man from two thousand two with Tobey Maguire uh, versus Back to the Future in the Webs versus DeLoreans matchup. Um, this one is super tough. Uh, Matt went with coin flip and he ended on back to the future. So Matt went back to the future. Uh, I'll give my pick next. I want Spider-Man and this kills me because I think back to the future is perfect. hundred out of hundred, ten out of 10, like everything, the story, the comedy, the acting, the fact that they shot half the movie with Eric Stoltz. And then they were like, nah, this dude sucks. Brought in Michael J. Fox. And he crushed it. Um, but Spider-Man, like I remember Spence, we went to see that opening night together. And like that movie is, was just like an event. It's like su- superhero movies were kind of like on the downtrod and they weren't great. I mean, you had Batman and Robin, which sucked. Batman Forever, which it's not great. And then Spider-Man comes out with Sam Raimi and you're just like, holy shit. Is this what superhero movies can be? And it kind of opened the door for modern superhero movies and modern action movies from my perspective, at least. So it just, it means a lot more to me. Spider-Man, the viewing experience and the rewatchability and what it meant for movies moving forward means more to me than Back to the Future, but it's minuscule differences. Um, So I want Spider-Man. Steve, I want you to go because I want Spence to... To build up on this Making one. suffer. <laughs> so, Steve, where'd you go? I love Back to the Future. I love Spider-Man. And this was a very tough choice for me. <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day, I had to go Spider-Man on this. And, yeah, I don't know. I didn't like going against Back to the Future. Just because, like, I, ho- I love the whole premise of it. The DeLorean's iconic. Him going back into the <laughs> back into the past and trying to like save the day is awesome 
But there's something about Spider-Man. Like, you got a lot of, like, famous people in there. Like, J.J. Simmons is in there. He has J. Jonah Jameson yelling at Spider- or Toby and Spider the whole time. Uh, Toby. Peter. Um, what's... I always forget his, the actor's name, but he's a crazy dude. He plays Green Goblin. Willem oh, Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, thank you. Oh, my God. It's bothered me so much. I love He was, he was born to play villains in movies. Like, he oh. cannot play a good guy. His face is scary as heck. Yeah. But, in the uh, best way. Yeah, in the best way. <laughs> but uh, the other thing that I really love about Spider-Man is they brought Macho Man Randy Savage in there as Bonesaw. Bonesaw, I got you for three minutes. Three, three minutes of playtime. God, I forgot about that. That little yeah. time. Oh, my God. It's so much fun. Like, the Spider-Man movie just kills it from end to end. Like, <laughs> two and three kind of sucked. But I think that one is great. Plus, I don't know, that final fight between uh, Spider-Man and, and the Green Goblin are sweet. You know, Green Goblin finds out he's Peter Parker, and he's just like, to look after my son. Green Goblin's like, look after my son. And then, you know, it's just, it's a great story. It's a great origin story for Spider-Man. It's executed well. It kept me captivated. I still think about some of the lines in that movie. Tobey Maguire is always a weird actor where you love him or you hate him in a lot of the stuff that he does. But I think he did a great Peter Parker. But yeah, Spider-Man for me. Um, Spence, before we get to you, audience vote was 31 to 18 Spider-Man. So Spider-Man's moving on. But Spence, talk to me about your your All right. Okay. All right. This is this this helps me. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to start off by saying I had Back to the Future. I have Back to the Future written in this spot. I have Back to the Future going on. I think Back to the Future is just everything you could want in a summer movie. It's like, this is it. I mean, it's so much fun. But as you said, Michael J. Fox just is great. Christopher Lloyd, one of the greatest characters ever. Um, just the fun of time travel done really well, done in such a fun way. Uh, Leah Thompson, such a, oh, I have such a crush on her. Um, anyway, I, gosh, you guys have, have really persuaded me and have reminded me of my love for, for the movie Spider-Man. And you know why I think I picked Back to the Future? Because I think, I actually think Spider-Man 2 is a better movie than Spider-Man. But. That's fair. God. If we're t- oh man, I cannot pick against Spider-Man here. I am changing. I'm officially changing my answer and going Spider-Man. Yes. Wow! First ever change up on the pod. It was really the. It was really the Randy. It was the the bone saw is ready quote that that, that flipped me. So thanks for reminding me. Everyone loves Macho Man Randy Savage. How can you not? <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. Um, and that's not to take anything away from Back to the Future. I just think. I mean, Back to the Future, 1.21 gigawatts, 88 miles per hour. Like, there's a lot of pop culture in that movie, but I just think, I don't know. I, I don't want to talk about it anymore because I might switch my vote. Is it the first <laughs> one where the te- it's that tension builds up where they need to, like, have the lightning strike the clock tower that specific yep. time and they have oh, to yeah. the pull? Yep. That, that, was, that was crazy to me. Like, I remember being stressed as a kid watching that. Yeah. Being like, Are you going to make it? Like, <laughs> totally. Also, if... Our listeners have not listened to John Mulaney's uh, stand-up special about Back to the Future. I really suggest you listen to the joke because it's fucking hilarious. He talks about how great it is, but then also like pokes holes in all of it. 
it's it's great. I don't want to give anything away because it's hilarious and I don't have the same delivery as him. But listen up to that. Um, okay, so that wraps up the second round. We're gonna move into the third round here. Um, audience picks. I'm gonna post the matchups tonight after the pod ends, and I'm gonna get a little recording in to throw what they decided to give the official pod moved on. But recap: first matchup. <laughs> this is gonna suck. All of these are gonna suck. <laughs> Yeah. First matchup is Jaws versus the Dark Knight. Awesome. Second matchup is Raiders versus Star Wars. Third matchup is Lion King versus T2. And last matchup is Empire versus Spider-Man. So, um, we don't need to get into a lot of detail on these ones since we just kind of went through all of the ones here. But let's start with... Let's start with the top. Let's go Jaws versus the Dark Knight. Who wants the unenviable task of going first? I've been picked that one because that one's easy for me. It's got to be the Dark Knight, uh, at least for me. Um, yeah, I won't compete for the for the rest of you guys, but it's still like we said before. It's, it's almost the perfect movie, if not the perfect movie, from the plot to all the actors. It has the the greatest villain of all time. That's not taking any away anything away from Jaws because he's such a great villain and the way that they build tension like you said spencer was like it's absolutely stunning like people still think about that but for blockbuster you want to talk rewatchability technicality and then personal preference it just all those bases are covered for me for the dark knight spencer you want it or you want me to go i can go good i can go um I can't say I have such like strong arguments for my pick besides the fact that you you've called me a movie expert and you know to it, it would be a shame to go to go against my title of movie I I could not pick The Dark Knight over Jaws and call myself a movie expert right Jaws has everything you want as a classic movie that stands the test of time that has the suspense that has such a great backstory behind it, as I mentioned, such an iconic score. John Williams' introduction um, to the oh. to the cinema world, so very important. Steven Spielberg's introduction to the cinema world, uh, and again, just the 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 summer atmosphere on Amity. Like this is what I think of as summer. Um, and as as you as you said, Steve, it scares you to this day of sharks in the water. What an impact! I'm going Jaws. Wow, I did not see that coming um <laughs> I, I i thought you were going dark knight all I, thought the way. I, mean, I thought so too it, I, I mean well i'm i don't want to give mine away because i also am still fighting with this because it's it's i hate myself for making this bracket this way because this fucking sucks but i also love it because this is a great discussion between two pretty polar opposite ends of summer blockbusters. Whereas Jaws was made for like very low budget, like, and the production problems that Steven Spielberg had to actually shoot in the ocean are well noted. And it was a fucking nightmare. And everybody hated him on set because they were doing long hours, long days, literally out in the middle of the ocean with a mechanical shark that was 25 feet. And it's just like, Oh, the first one that didn't work and it short circuited and Steven Spielberg was like, what do you mean? Why? Why did it short circuit? And they're like, because we don't know how to make an electronic shark work in water. It makes, it, it makes sense, but he was so crazy about getting this movie right and using practical effects and having an actual shark there on set with like the 
the actors and everything like that and the building of the tension with not knowing where he is and it's it's all time but the dark knight it's like we talk about spider-man as like bringing like bringing superhero movies back but i think the dark knight kind of kicked the door and is like this is superhero movies moving forward this is what you're going to measure yourself against i think it's well liked by people that hate comic book movies and hate superhero movies because it's just a great picture with great performances. I mean, Heath Ledger is the greatest Joker of all time and that's nothing against Jack Nicholson because he was fucking amazing as well. But it's just like, you look at that. I mean, you look at his first scene with Michael Caine getting off the elevator and Michael Caine was supposed to have a line there and he was so terrified that he was just silent. And it's just like that. They just kept that in the movie because it was so organic. And that intro scene, Steve, you talked about it. That's your office building. Yeah. But the, when that's he amazing, by the way. How cool. Yeah. Like the coolest little fun fact of all time on this pod. But when he takes off the clown mask and he's like, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stranger. Goosebumps. And you're just like, holy shit. This, this is how we're doing this. This is how the movie started. But the thing that's going to push this movie over the edge for me with my pick is one scene in particular that has nothing to do with like the main plot of the movie, the USS Indianapolis scene in Jaws with Quint telling the story about the, the submarine or the battleship getting blown up, everybody going in the water, which is a true story of like how, like what actually happened and how haunting his speech is on that. And the detail he goes into where he's like 39 men went in the water, sharks in the water, 28 men got whatever the number is, but like that scene is just chilling. And I think it's like Robert Shaw kind of went off book with it because he knew a little bit more about the history of it than what was written. So like Roy Scheider and Richard Dreyfuss was kind of like, uh, what, what, how do we go off of this? Cause that improv wasn't really a thing then, but that scene is phenomenal. Jaws is one of my all time favorite movies. So is the dark Knight, but I have to go Jaws, and it hurts. It hurts, but yeah, I did not expect that from you, Gettys. It's tough. Yeah, I, I thought you were going Dark Knight as well. It's Same. really tough. Um, All of these hurt. This this hurts my soul to be picking between some of these movies. Yeah. All right, so I'm waiting on Matt's pick for that, but once I get them, I will update uh, accordingly. Um, next matchup. So we got two Jaws, one Dark Knight, as of right now. So tight. Real tight. This is a triple overtime, like <laughs> Hail Mary at the end to send it to the third overtime, and then, you know, the, whatever. Um, next matchup. This one sucks too. I, I hate myself. Raiders versus Star Wars, New Hope. Um, I think this one's a little bit easier to pick, but it still fucking sucks. Um, Steve, what do you got for me? So, I love. One of the big things I love about Star Wars, especially the first one, is the fact that it was so written off before it was even a movie. Like, so many people were just like, whatever, it's just going to be some, like, campy movie. Even, like, James Earl Jones was like, listen, you're not showing my face. I'll just voice over for Darth Vader. Like, he wasn't even in the suit. It's And it blew up to this crazy phenomenon that it is now. And I don't know what the true backstory of Indiana Jones is, but, like, you want to talk about an adventure movie that from front to start, it keeps going. And, like, one scene that I forgot about that it came to me after I was done talking about it was 
that that one scene where it they're in the desert and it's the sword fight scene and he's doing all the crazy sword fight skimtar stuff and he's just like boom pulls out his gun and shoots him all because Harrison Ford was sick that day and was like, listen, I'm done with this scene. And they're like, oh, no, that was actually better. <laughs> and they could, you know, close up shop for the day. But I don't know. Like, you, you hit it last time, Gettys. It's, you know, good guys versus the Nazis. And <laughs> it's <laughs> very <Sorry>. much... <laughs> I, you know I'm not a big war person, but, like, there's something about that movie that's great that's just, like, one guy, and he's not even, like, a, you know, rugged, you know, super soldier. He's just, you know, archaeologist. He's yeah, he's a professor, he's a professor right? And he saves the day, and he saves, you know, this this piece of history, you know, and it belongs in a museum. Oh, right one, of the greatest movie, one of the greatest lines in movie history that doesn't get enough credit. It belongs no. in a museum. I love it. So you're going Raiders. I'm going Raiders. Okay. All right. Steve. I've got different anti-Star Wars on this podcast, and it's just really not who I am. But the way you paired, you matched them up a few times, I'm like, I just can't pick them. <laughs> well, you Madness want of a bracket. Did you pick Empire over Bastards, or did you pick Bastards? I picked Empire on that one. And then you picked Empire over Toy Story, so yeah, that's the only one that I've been like full of blown on. Because like that one, I love. Like I really, really love. Like I love, I love the whole Star Wars universe. But like, yeah, I guess you're just anti A New Hope because I I don't think you you didn't. I think you picked Armageddon because you're Michael Bay shill, and you definitely picked Aliens because yeah. All right, so you're anti A New Hope. It's great. It's funny because I quoted the uh, Ben Kenobi. That's a name I haven't heard in a long, long time. <laughs> like earlier this week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spence, what do you got? Man, this this you know what I think this you, might. Here, wait, be I'll, I'll give you a second to think because I got Matt's vote on the last matchup. Okay, you, let's go. Let's go to Matt. Matt went Dark Knight, so we're two two. Dark Knight and Jaws. It's going to come down to the oh, audience. Oh. Um, so that, that kind of terrifies me that it's coming down to the audience because they have not been very reliable. But, <laughs> For sure not. But I, you know what? It adds to the excitement. It adds to the excitement. We don't know what's going to happen. So back to Spence, Raiders, Star Wars, New Hope. Thoughts? All right. So th- what I'm about to say did not really impact my decision, but just an interesting thing. Why uh, – this is probably answered somewhere, and I haven't done enough, enough research, but why does – Obi-Wan Kenobi just changed his first name when he goes into hiding. I, 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 I'm sure people have brought up this question many times before, but I've never heard an answer. So that just bothers me. That's a side note. Anyway, look, let's, let's compare the movies. Um, you, got, you got John Williams. <laughs> I don't think that, that little aspect of the movie has ever been nitpicked before. So you should it's probably right. reach out to George and figure that out because you got the ends there. Don't That's you think, such like, a great call out, though. <laughs> like, don't yeah, Kenobi like pretty recognizable. Like, <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm with you on it. Like, yeah. I never thought about it until just he's one now, of my favorite so. Star Wars characters. But it just—it's always like net. Like, it's always bothered me just a little bit every time I watch it. But and Mark Hamill's acting in this one not the best. He improves vastly in the next entries. But anyway, you're comparing two um, two movies that are just like started these amazing legacies and amazing franchises um john williams music han solo just be or not sorry not han solo harrison ford being the coolest guy in the world the galaxy the universe whatever um when you look at i i I really love these movies 
pretty much equally. Maybe Star Wars has a little bit of an edge in personal preference, but when you, when it comes down to the the actual filmmaking of a movie, the edge in a big way I think goes Raiders. Um, and so, and I think there are better Star Wars movies, and I think Raiders might be the best Indiana Jones movie. So I'm going Raiders. I never thought it would happen, but here here we are. 2020's brought some crazy stuff. <laughs> wow. Um. All right, I have. I'll, I'll go before I give Matt's vote. Um, we already know Matt's vote. <laughs> I got. Yeah, I know Matt's vote. It's he's anti Star Wars as a whole. So I also I want to get that on the on the pod. He hates everything about Star Wars. He if he says he likes it, he's lying. Um, that's not true, by the way. Uh, so I mean, you guys hit the nail on the head with all of this. Like it's two starts of fantastic franchises that still hold the test of time today and are still creating new content today. Where I mean, Star Wars is one of the biggest things in the world right now, which if you told George Lucas in 1976, when this first movie came out that in 2020, he would have 10, 11, 11 movies. Mm, 10, 11. 11. Nope. Yeah. I can't math. It's 11. Solo and Rogue One. He would have 11 movies, three TV series, the Mandalorian, a theme park in, in Disney and tw- like 12 more movies coming out, he would say you're a fucking liar and crazy. Um, so would the world at that time. Nobody yeah. believed. In st- yeah. Like, also, I mean, and then Raiders. It's like, there's so many iconic scenes in that movie that we haven't even talked about. Well, plug, go back, watch our, listen to our Raiders live watch podcast from back in uh, March, I think it was. Through wasn't a BLP sponsor there. Um, anyway, uh, like the chase scene in the desert after the airplane fight with Indy and the giant dude. It's like, it's iconic. And that's this, the premise of the theme park attraction at Disney. It's you're splitting hairs here because I mean, it's, it's Spielberg and Lucas. They worked together on, I think both of these, like they were, they contributed in some way to both of them. John Williams. Um, didn't one didn't Spielberg lose a bet or some shit like that? He like there's let me find this for you. There's this I'm pretty sure this happened, but I'll send it to you later. There's something that George Lucas and Spielberg had a bet and one had to like give up a movie or something like that, or the rights to a movie or something. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, they went to school together. So they were and, and they both worked on Amblin Entertainment together, I think. Yeah, there's there's some sort of movie. Yeah, there's there's a connection, like a like a backdoor. Well, they, they went to USC together, film school at USC. Yeah. Um, I'm stalling because I don't want to pick. I'm gonna go Raiders. It's it's Ooh. tough. It's tough. It's super tough. I don't like it. I don't feel good about it. I mean, I feel good about it, but it's just like those two movies are so iconic and they both created so many careers for so many people. But the storytelling of Raiders, the practical effects, the adventure, the the one-liners, and I think that's my preferred Harrison Ford role, which is crazy to say. Him as Indiana Jones over Han Solo. But I'm going to go Raiders, and that's a three... Oh, 
Leave, Matt, also went Raiders, so 4-0 sweep. Wow. So, well, audience, I'll put it out there too, but um, we have our first entry into the Final Four officially of Raiders of the Lost Ark, so congratulations to Steven Spielberg. This is your greatest accomplishment yet. Um, shout out. So, moving on to our next one, which is another kind of like what-the-fuck matchup. Uh, Hangover versus T2. I'll lead us off. I'll lead it off on this one. Um, whereas the Hangover is a great, iconic, like classic—not really classic, but like quotable, rewatchable, enjoyable stands test time comedies, which you don't get a lot of nowadays. Where it's like comedy can come out ten years ago and still be watchable. I think it's like Super Bad, Hangover, Knocked Up, Forty Year Old Virgin, and it's about it. And in my opinion, don't don't at me. Um, it's you're coming up against a juggernaut against T two here, where it's one of the greatest action films of all time. Schwarzenegger is iconic in that role. Robert Patrick, like I said, T one thousand special effects. James Cameron, Eddie Furlong is great as John Connor. Uh, Linda Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor. Um, yeah, I gotta go T two, and I don't think it's that close. But I have to say, shout out to Hangover for being an eight seed. And making it to the Elite Eight. So, shout out them, I guess. We went to the University of Dayton of 2014. <laughs> shout out them. What a time. Good for them. Um, Spence, where are you going? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody already knows my opinion on Hangover. Very good movie. Classic comedy. Um, just not my favorite. Um, I, I also will add that I, I recently watched T2. Like, I, I watched it. I watched T Terminator and then T2 before the new Terminator came out, which I was not a fan of, but that's besides the point. I will say Terminator is really, really good. T2, I was glued to the screen the whole time when I was watching it. I mean, it's just, it's so, it's just such an holy, awesome holy, action. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I fucked this up completely. I am so sorry. It's Lion King, T2. Oh my <laughs> God. I was about to say something. Apologies. <laughs> I was preparing my, my argument. <laughs> I was already mentally going for Lion King T2. I had a thing going, and then okay. you said Hangover. I was like, oh, I must have been wrong. Okay. Nope, I was wrong. That's my bad. Lion King T2. Uh, Spence, if you're ready, you can go with it. If you need a second, Steve, are you ready? Um, I'm good. I can my, go. All right, Spence, you go. Yeah. My bad. I mean, I, I the, the same kind of argument applies. I, I rewatched, um, like I was saying, I, I rewatched Terminator and I rewatched T two, leading up to the new Terminator. Didn't love the new Terminator, but loved Terminator and and T two. I also rewatched the animated Lion King before going to see the live action Lion King, which was not so great either. It was fine, it was good. Um, and the Lion King again, it's really really good, but it doesn't hold my attention the way T two does. And granted, that may be a um, you know, a side effect of the genre or the medium of the movie. But again, I was just enthralled by T2. It is just such a glued to the screen. What's going to happen next? How are they doing that type of movie? Whereas Lion King is phenomenal in its own right. One of the best animated movies of all time. But at, in this, under this criteria, the, the answer is T2. Uh, Steve, before you go, I will give Matt's vote. And this is what caused me to realize that I was wrong. Because he went Lion King. Over T2. So, um, Steve, you're up, buddy. I'm walking on Lion King here. Um, <laughs> wow. 
Good Listen, another guy. I think we're getting a little hung up on the fact that some of these movies are like big action adult movies, but Lion King is massive. Like this was a huge Disney movie. I this is one of the first movies I went to as a kid, and like I said it last podcast, but like best betrayal ever, Scar throwing Mufasa off the cliff. Awesome. It's got a lot of great soundtracks to it. Like I, I think it has a great story. Like. I'm still a giant kid at heart, so like I can watch Lion King and still be like, yeah, this movie's great. I'll watch it from start to finish and not be that bored. Whereas, like, I mean, I got tired at T2, but that's a different. That's for a different reason. But, um, yeah, I don't know. T2's great, and I know I haven't voted for it once, but <laughs> I'm, I'm going at least you watched it or tried to. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it before. I've like, I remember thinking it was great as a kid. I don't know. I, I think I've like kind of lost my touch on some of these like action movies where like it really has to be something like awesome to like captivate me. And that's and like I don't know. Not to say it's not awesome or anything like that. I'm just not as enthralled with it as other action movies. And for like Mad Max, for example. Sure. <laughs> All right. So T two Lion King is going to come down to the audience as well with Jaws and the Dark Knight. Our last matchup of the evening. Empire Strikes Back versus Spider-Man. Not great. <laughs> uh, I'll give Matt's pick first. He went Empire. Um, this kind of adds up with everything I know about him and his reasoning for the last one where me and him are both big Star Wars fans. We have mentioned that Empire is one of the most rewatchable like Sunday afternoon movies of all time. Like If it's on or TNT or TBS is doing a Star Wars marathon. We're going to find the time that is empire and watch that and then see if we can make the other ones work. Uh, so that's his pick empire. Um, Steve. Um, yeah, I, 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 I have no empire and I, I think I already gave my whole spiel on this. So I'll just keep it short. Empire. It's got everything for me. <laughs> huh. Short and sweet. I like it. Spence, what do you got? I, I I don't want to make points in either direction for this because it just hurts my soul. But I know deep down the answer is Empire. Um, so I'm going Empire. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Let's just move on because it makes me sad. <laughs> yeah. I, the only other thing I'd add on that is like while Spider-Man is great, I'm not going back to watch Spider-Man. I'm going back to watch Empire over and over and – yeah. I don't know. There's just other That's movies that I think have better rewatchability in the terms of that in that superhero genre. And compared against Star Wars, which you could argue are superheroes at this point. Yeah. They 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 nailed it with Empire. Yeah, I'm already penciling in Empire as the official pod vote here because I'm going Empire as well. Yeah. Um and this one isn't really close at all for me. Like I love Spider Man, it's great, but I can find so many more holes in Spider-Man than I can with Empire. And I think I, I don't know who I sent this snap to back in the day, but it was like a story of Spider-Man being on TV. I'm like, Hey, remember when they just decided Tobey Maguire is going to organically create web and we were all going to be okay with it. And then I was like, Oh, and also remember the Jake Gyllenhaal, Tobey Maguire thing from Spider-Man two, where he was going to replace him. And then Spider-Man villains of all time is, and as Mysterio and Far From Home, uh, so yeah, I can I can 
find holes in spider it's not easy but i can whereas i can't find a single hole in empire it's up there as one of the perfect movies of all time greatest sequel top five for me it's empire i mean you only know, so- you know, know one hole or one thing that did bother me about empire is when um han goes to save luke on the tauntaun and he ends up cutting open the tauntaun and then, like, they do the aerial shot after, and I'm pretty sure there's a fire in front of that Tauntaun. It's like, why didn't you just leave Luke in front of the fire? <laughs> maybe, it was, maybe it was supposed to be, like, a small camp setup, but, like, I'm pretty sure I saw something, like, last time I watched it, be like, was that a fire that you just had? <laughs> you could have avoided going in that gross, smelly guts of a Tauntaun. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. Fire. Also, speaking of Star Wars, I, I found the story. It was the best between George Lucas and um, and Spielberg, and it was between George Lucas's Star Wars and then Spielberg's Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh no! George Lucas thought that Close Encounters of the Third Time Kind were going was going to be way bigger than Star Wars, and and Spielberg's like, I don't know about that. And George was like, Well, let's make a bet. I'll give you two point five percent revenue or whatever I make off of Star Wars, and you give in exchange for your 2.5, whatever movie does better. It's like, okay. And like, at the end of the day, George Lucas lost out on $40 million to Spielberg. Wow. Oh no, George. <laughs> George, don't do it to him. I mean, it's a drop in a bucket compared to the rest of the stuff that he did, but I'm sure like at the time, he was just like, oh my God, if I never make another movie again, I'm like broke and I had $40 million. Yeah. That's that's hindsight twenty twenty, not a great decision. Yeah, um, who knew? Who knew? I mean, I mean Close Encounters of the Third Kind, pretty good movie, but not the same. Um Okay, so we've got two two movies in our final four. We've got two that are gonna come down to the audience. We've got Jaws and the Dark Knight coming down to the audience, we've got Lion King and T two coming down to the audience, Raiders of the Lost Ark and Empire Strikes Back safely in the final four. What's up, guys? This is Mike here to give you the audience results for round three. Uh, as you recall, we had two movies move on to the final four safely and two movies that were up for debate. I'm going to give you all four results from the audience perspective. I'm going to start with Raiders of the Lost Ark versus Star Wars A New Hope. We moved Raiders of the Lost Ark on to the final four by a vote of 4-0 on our decision. The audience also went Raiders in the final four with a vote of 16 to 15 over star Wars. So Raiders moves on in our official pod bracket. Uh, the next matchup we had was empire strikes back versus Spider-Man from 2002 with Tobey Maguire. We moved empire on by another vote of four. Oh, uh, the audience went the other way. They went Spider-Man 26 to 12 over empire. Uh, thanks for coming out though. We're moving empire on. Uh, so now let's get to the two matchups that needed the audience to decide the tiebreaker. We had Jaws versus The Dark Knight and Lion King original animated version versus T2 Judgment Day. First matchup, we're going to go Jaws versus The Dark Knight. Uh, audience went six votes for Jaws, 31 votes for Dark Knight. So The Dark Knight moves on to our final four and we say goodbye to Jaws. The other matchup, we have The Lion King versus T2. Audience went 36 votes for Lion King, three votes for T2. Lion King with James Earl Jones, Matthew Broderick moves on. And T2 goes home. Hasta la vista, baby. Thank you guys for voting. We are going to post the final four matchups to Wednesday night. 
Uh, we will also post both possible championship matchups Thursday evening. We are recording the final episode of this arc Friday evening. This will be dropped on Saturday. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for voting. Hope you're enjoying it. And now back to the show. We'll get together, the four, all four of us, uh, Spence, Steve, Matt, we'll get together this week uh, later on to, to finish this out with the Final Four and Championship. Um, thank you guys for being here. Uh, any last words on any of this? You guys want to call me out for being a shitty bracket maker and putting us through this? I'll, I'll, I'll take the heat. No, I, I mean, I, I think your hands are tied, right? I mean, all the, all the options on here are really good movies, and they're summer blockbusters for a reason, so – um, it's fun. It's fun and it's soul crushing and it's defeating and I'm going to cry myself to sleep tonight, but overall I had a great time. So thanks for having me. I think Steve. you're really cute, way cuter than Matt Bianco. He's probably, you know, not that attractive in real life. And like, now that I'm seeing your face for the first time, my God, you know, if I were to like, you know, meet you in, in person or like hit you up on the dating apps, you know, that's an instant, you know, swipe right. Or you're like, yo, can I get those digits? Like, you know, holla at my man, Mike Deddies. He'll give you a good time for a long time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> at Gettys 31 on Instagram, at Michael underscore Gettys on Twitter. Uh, Michael Gettys on Facebook. Uh, you can get my, my digits any way you want. If you want to come on the pod, let me know. Uh, welcoming all guests. Keep those always welcome. on OnlyFans. <laughs> Hey man, they're making good money. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to diss until you try it. Yeah, some of those people but, make um, more money than, than me selling nudes, and I'm like, damn. <laughs> good for hey. Can't knock the hustle, but I'm a little jealous. Um, thank you guys so much. This was awesome. Uh, do me a favor. Uh, we will see you guys later this week for the final four and championship. Uh, stay safe. Stay well. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, see you.